Hello and welcome to another Ask Ben W, the video series where I get to tackle one question while walking from my parked car to my office in Denver Public Schools. Uh, today's question comes from Wendy Talio, um, and she asks, does walking help me <laughs> to think when I am making these video blogs, uh, and should we be using movement more? Uh, in our professional learning and in sort of all of our learning institutions as academics, as teachers and leaders. Um, and so like the simple answer to that question is yes, we should be using a lot more movement. We should be um, uh, encouraging one another to walk and talk and to actually uh, sort of think through things uh, as we are moving around. But the longer answer is um, we kind of struggle with this, <laughs> and so it may take more concerted effort than simply having everyone on their way into work um, recording video blogs where they're answering questions or they're sort of thinking through um, what needs to happen next, right? So, you know, to my mind, the concerted effort that is required for more movement in professional learning is actually just considering it as a component of the professional learning experience or of the, uh, the learning environment in general. Um, so whether it's uh, adults or students. And I think it is something that is so often overlooked as to be almost a cliche, like we are sitting and getting. Those are the words that we say to one another when there's PD happening or when a lecture is happening in the classroom. Like, all of these things are, um, <laughs> they are so regular and fly so much under the radar um, that it, it requires some special attention. And so what I'm thinking is this, in order to make sure that movement is a part of the professional learning experience. I almost wonder if the, as you are brainstorming activities, as you are thinking about the content, you should also think about the actions. So I think that we, we think about the teacher actions a whole bunch, um, or the facilitator actions a whole bunch, but we very, very rarely think about the student actions, like the actual act of learning requires some movement. Um, and it's not just the movement of our hands to type things out or to scribble on a piece of paper or to work out a problem. Like, these kinds of things we have to. We have to be able to, I'm gonna run across the street now. Um, we have to be able to consider as sort of uh, a part of the construct of learning, as a part of the environment for learning. And if we don't specifically write down when we're writing out a lesson plan or when we're writing out, you know, facilitation guide or however it is that you plan your uh, professional or, or student-based learning, like if we don't write out the student actions, then the movement won't happen. And I guess while I'm sort of advocating for the us to, to think about the student actions or the, the adult learner actions, within that space. I would also think it might be important to talk about the why, right? The reasons why 
movement matters. The reasons why we've got uh, some students over here uh, who are at a, a Denver public school uh, as well as I'm going by, so you might be able to hear in the background a whole bunch of really great uh, child noises because um, they're playing outside because it's a beautiful day in Denver. Um, but like, maybe that's even just the case in point, right? Like, these kids are laughing and joyful and they are um, engaging their bodies in work, right? Like, there is something that we do when we are engaging our bodies that we do not do when we are only engaging our minds. We have this amazing ability to process things, um, you know, without any physical sign of, <laughs> of knowledge or of thinking. But when you add movement to that, you add the muscle memory component, where I can remember where I was because I was doing a thing. You add <laughs> the ability for the learning to be made visible, right? Like one of the things that teachers and facilitators for years, and, and probably even since the beginning of teaching, have considered in sort of trying to figure out whether a student gets it, is their body language. Is there the way in which they have a stance, right? It's even been codified in a lot of sort of reformist uh, types teaching strategies is like having a, an actual sort of learning stance or leaning forward or, um, you know, the ways in which we show that we are ready to learn. But it also goes to the ways in which we facilitate that learning, that we encourage the learning to happen, is by encouraging those movements that allow for better learning. So, I guess concretely, I think we should be walking more as we think, and maybe going on some walking meetings even. I think we should probably think about the learner actions when we sort of create those learning experiences. And I think very likely, we should talk about the reasons why we need to move. Why we would encourage people to get up or to, at the very least, manipulate things with their hands, right? There are ways in which we can create the learning environment with toys, with things to manipulate, with things that allow us to have the tactile sensation of, I am learning something, I am learning something new, and it's a struggle, and I have to manipulate something and play with something. All of those things are really possible, but only if we think about them, only if we incorporate them. So thank you so much um, for asking that question. If you would like to ask a question, simply post to Twitter with the AskBenW hashtag, or uh, comment on one of the videos on Google Plus or on YouTube. Thanks so much for watching and have a great day.